There has been an explosion of consumer interest in weight loss drugs like Ozempic and Wagovi. On today's episode, I'm joined by an obesity and diabetes specialist to learn more about these medications. It's Monday, March 13th. I'm Jay Carlisle-Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Prescription drugs meant to treat chronic conditions like type 2 diabetes and obesity have caught the public's attention for one of their side effects, weight loss. Clinical trials of GLP-1 drugs like semaglutide, known by the brand names Ozempic and Wagovi, have shown that some patients can lose 10% or more of their body weight. I'm Jay Carlisle-Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily. And because of the growing popularity and interest in these drugs, the market for them is booming. For example, last week, WW, previously known as Weight Watchers, purchased telehealth company Sequence, which prescribes the drugs through online appointments. And physicians across the country are reporting that more and more of their patients want access to them. On today's episode, we learn more about the drugs how they're being incorporated into patient care, and discuss some of the misconceptions about them and how they work. My guest is Dr. Veronica Johnson. She's an obesity specialist, a practicing physician at Northwestern Medicine, and an assistant professor at Northwestern University's Feinberg School of Medicine in Chicago. To start our conversation, she first gave me an overview of the hormones that these drugs mimic and how they work in the body. GLP-1 is a hormone that is naturally produced in our body. It's actually released into our uh, intestines to have a variety of activities in our body. Um, And it's very short-lived. And so we know that the benefits of GLP-1, especially in regards to weight, is that it, it slows down how fast our stomach empties. It also has roles in the brain to control our hunger and appetite. GLP-1 receptor agonists, which are the drugs um, that are more commonly known as loraglutide and semaglutide, mimic the natural form of GLP-1 hormone. So they bind to specific receptors to have the same activity that our native GLP-1 hormone has in the body. But GLP-1, or glucagon-like 1 peptide, um, is very short-lived. And so the GLP-1 receptor agonist 
activate those GLP-1 receptors in our body and they stay around and have the activity for a lot longer than the native form of GLP-1. As a physician who specializes in the treatment of obesity and diabetes, how have you seen these medications help your patients? As you know, GLP-1s were initially introduced as medications to treat diabetes. And then later on, we found that GLP-1s promoted weight loss. And so GLP-1s were then approved at higher doses to treat obesity. So I always look at patients' labs when I think about the best treatment for them to address their weight and also address their associated medical conditions. So if I had a patient who had diabetes and also struggled with their weight, I would in turn prefer to use a medication like a GLP-1 receptor agonist to concurrently treat their weight and help their diabetes. And so, you know, the dosing for diabetes and obesity is a little bit different, but in an ideal world, I would try to increase the dose of their GLP-1 to as high as I could because I would note that they would have significant weight loss on the higher dose um, by also uh, treating their, their diabetes. But you just have to be cautious just because, you know, all medications have side effects. And so, um, you know, some patients can't tolerate those higher doses based off of those side effects. But in general, you know, these patients are doing really well to lose, you know, up to 10%, sometimes more of their initial body weight, and they're getting their diabetes in remission with these agents. And sticking with that, do you think that these medications in particular stand to potentially rewrite the course of treatment for type 2 diabetes? Well, we can already see that the American Diabetes Association has changed their clinical guidelines as far as how we approach patients who have diabetes, and we, we like to take a more, more weight-centric approach. Traditionally, metformin was the first medication that we looked to to treat diabetes. And, and now when we see patients who have both diabetes and weight, you know, they're actually advising that the GLP-1s are our first line even before metformin because we see that not only does it promote even more, better blood sugar control, but in turn, it promotes more weight loss in those patients. And how do we see these medications impacting other areas of their health? So we know that when you have obesity, um, you're at risk for over 200 other comorbidities. And then, you know, as you know, there's a correlation with obesity and diabetes. You know, we're seeing later down the line and as more and more information is out about GLP-1s that they're starting to be used in other disease states that commonly affect patients who have obesity. So patients who have obesity also may have fatty liver disease and, you know, seeing improvements of um, their progression to chronic stages of liver disease with GLP-1s might be another potential benefit to GLP-1s outside of just diabetes and weight. Also, there's a big cardiovascular outcomes trial um, looking at GLP-1s at obesity dosing um, for patients who have had a history of cardiovascular disease and seeing what the impact of GLP-1s as far as protecting those patients from having another cardiovascular event. Um, and in general, we're seeing that you know, it, it GLP-1s 
for a variety of reasons, impact um, one's cardiovascular effects. So we're seeing, you know, specialists outside of the field of obesity medicine really embracing use of GLP-1s to treat, you know, medical conditions that concurrently occur with patients who have obesity and other like medical issues that are common with those who have obesity as well. So we've talked about how these medications can treat chronic conditions like obesity and type 2 diabetes, but there has been an explosion in interest driven largely by social media platforms like TikTok, as well as celebrity testimonials uh, for the use of medications like Ozempic. These medications aren't necessarily new and they haven't been approved for cosmetic weight loss, but do we have a sense as to how they caught on more broadly? I think the biggest issue was around Wagovi and it being approved for obesity treatment back in 2021. And then it became a supply issue where the manufacturer wasn't able to supply or meet the demand of the need for the drug. And before Wagovi, which is semaglutide at highest dose of 2.4 milligrams, we had Ozempic for diabetes treatment. And so we inadvertently just said, hey, it's the same drug. And if we can't get the drug that's for obesity treatment, at least we can get our patients to have the same benefits from the drug, maybe at a lower dose with the medication off-label use for diabetes. And so I think that's how it kind of started to transition over. It was mainly in regards to just meeting the supply issue for the actually FDA indicated product of Wagovi and trying to get our patients to have the benefits from those drugs, but just knowing that we couldn't get them for them. So as of the beginning of this year, you know, all the doses of Wagovi are available. And so we're able to kind of transition the patients who do have coverage for Wagovi because, again, not all patients have coverage for anti-obesity medications. But we're able to get them who were on Ozempic and transition them back to um, the FDA-approved product if they don't have diabetes. So what are your thoughts uh, about the issue that has emerged of people who don't necessarily need the medication seeking out the medication, you know, whether they're influenced by TikTok or celebrities or not? How do you see this issue being reflective of both broader societal issues and how they intersect with health? So I think we need to change the conversation in regards to what obesity is. I think one commonly in our mainstream public, we think of obesity just as a lifestyle condition. And so as a result, these medications have been branded to just promote weight loss, right? And so as a result, we're seeing all of this in social media is like, oh, well, I just need to get into this dress. I need to lose 10, 15 pounds. Um, you know, I was, I went to my doctor and I don't know which doctor or any medical clinician who's prescribing these medications to anyone who's not clinically needing it but that's besides the point but they're they're getting it right and that that's changed that conversation where it's just like well it's a weight loss medication um and obesity is so much more than that like we're not just treating someone's weight and we know that there's a lot more involved in why one weighs what they weigh beyond just eat less move more and so these medications are really working on that physiology 
And it's not a miracle pill, right? Not everyone responds to it the same way. And also not everyone um, is going to tolerate it, right? And some of the people that are using it for cosmetic reasons are trying to lose the quick, easy five, 10 pounds in two, three weeks. And so they're misusing the medication. They're, they say more is better, right? So they're like starting on the very highest dose thinking that's gonna promote the most weight loss for them. And as a result, they're promoting a lot of, of those adverse effects that me as a obesity medicine physician would not start my patient on the very highest dose. And those patients that are on the very highest dose and losing a rapid amount of weight loss, now we're hearing this ozympic face. And, and you know, honestly, that's something that would happen with any weight loss intervention if you were going to lose weight quickly. Unfortunately, I see it in some patients who've had weight loss surgery. Um, you lose weight quickly, you you just lose a lot more muscle mass, and that's that's the quote-unquote ozempic face. So it's hard, but I think it's just continuing to have that conversation that we're not using these drugs for cosmetic reasons. We're treating overall medical conditions and treating and improving one's health with the medicine. That was Dr. Veronica Johnson, obesity specialist, practicing physician, and assistant professor of medicine at Northwestern University. She spoke with me this week about how drugs like Ozempic and Wagovi work and how they're being incorporated into care for patients with chronic conditions like obesity and type 2 diabetes. Next week, we'll hear the rest of our conversation, where we'll talk about the shortages of these drugs and how there are barriers to access for some patients. This is Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Jake Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the program. We'll be back with healthcare business and policy news updates tomorrow, as always, in 10 minutes or less. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at gisthealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly Gist. The Gist Healthcare Daily Podcast is an independent production of Gist Healthcare, a Kaufman Hall company. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.